0: Generous God, as the sower prepares the earth to, re- to receive the seed, so now prepare our hearts to receive your word, that we may grow in faithfulness. Through Jesus Christ we pray, amen.
1: Hi everyone, it's nice to see you all here today. Um. This is my first scripture reading, so I'm a little nervous. When you have come to, into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name, you shall go to the priest who is in office at the time and say to him, today I declare to you, to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make his response before the Lord your God. A wandering Ar- Aramean was my ancestor. He went down to, into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us hardly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. With a terrifying display of power, And with signs of wonders. And he brought us into the place, this place, and gave us this land, of land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God, and bow down before the Lord your God. And then together with the levities and the aliens who reside among you shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and your house.
2: Hi, everyone. So this is the Old Testament, Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth.
0: Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing.
2: Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture.
0: Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks to him. Bless his name.
2: For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Good morning. New Testament, Philippians 4, 4 4-9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, and whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worth of praise, think about these things. As for the things that you have learned and received and heard and noticed in me, do them and the God of peace will be with you.
3: So this is New Testament, John six twenty five thirty five. 35. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, Give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God for his word to us. Friends in Christ, what I say to you this morning is proclaimed in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Later this afternoon, or perhaps tomorrow, many of us are going to gather with our families and our friends to celebrate Thanksgiving. This great celebration will be a feast, because it always is. Foods that we only eat at this particular time of year. In the home where I grew up, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, the menu was always the same. Well... Minor variations uh, for seasonal uh, seasonal uh, changes. But it had its own distinct mem- uh, menu. These festivities and celebrations that we held in our household. It always, the meal always began with a little glass of tomato juice. Anybody else yet? Tomato juice? Chuck's, Chuck's smiling. We never drank tomato juice at any other time of the year. But at Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, tomato juice. And then, of course, turkey with all the trimming. Or I know Jennifer's got her ham in the oven already. So maybe ham, but, but often turkey. Um, turkey, all the trimmings. Mashed potatoes and gravy. And, and that little bag of stuff that comes in the turkey. Chopped up and put into the gravy. Uh, and Vegetables. And, and probably for Thanksgiving, pumpkin pie and whipped cream, right? I'm willing to bet 90% of our households, same menu, right? Not a lot of variation there. I know many will have that, that same celebration. And always with that great celebration and that wonderful feast comes an open table. Family gathered together to celebrate. Special friends invited into our homes to be part of our gathering together. And when people gather, there is conversation. And there are stories. And sometimes even music and singing if you happen to um, belong to a musical family. And, And likewise... This is the picture that is painted for us this morning in our reading from Psalm 100 uh, that we heard, read, and and shared in the reading as it was our responsive reading. It is the picture of the great feast of thanksgiving. It says that right at the top of your page in the Bible. If you flip into your Bible again, you don't have to trust me on it, I checked. <laughs> but right over the. You know, in between Psalm 100. The, 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 the title of the psalm. And then the psalms verses. There is this little superscription. They appear often in the psalms. But this morning's says. A psalm of thanksgiving. And what is imagined. In the psalm. Psalm 100. Is this great feast that is part of the thanksgiving offering and the requirements which are laid out in Leviticus chapter 7. We didn't read all the detail of Leviticus chapter 7. But in Leviticus chapter 7, it says that the sacrifice of well-being or thanksgiving is made up of three different grain offerings and a sacrifice of an animal. But most importantly of all, in all of those instructions that we receive about this sacrifice of thanksgiving, which we are being invited to in Psalm 100, the most important part of the instruction about this offering is that all has has been prepared and brought to the temple and it must be eaten on the same day. I don't know about you all. Usually the turkey's too big. I was leaving the house this morning. Colleen was worrying about the turkey yesterday. And I saw bits of it in a a crock pot. And I went, oh, you cut it down. She said, no, I'm roasting it all. but, But it's a big turkey. It's not going to get all eaten today. Indeed, many of us look forward to the leftovers afterwards, don't we? But here in this passage that talks about the thanksgiving offering, the one thing that it notes is, the flesh of your thanksgiving sacrifice of well-being shall be eaten on the day that it has been offered, and you shall not leave any of it until the next day. If you did that alone, if you brought that offering to the altar of the Lord by yourself, You would never be able to eat at all. So the worshiper here does not come by themselves. They do not give thanks alone. But they come communally. They come with the family and the friends. They come in the attitude of an open table to gather together and share the feast for all that God has given to God's people. turning back to Psalm 100, we do not recognize it here because English is a language that sometimes flattens out the detail. But if we were reading Psalm 100 in Hebrew, Yop, I think, is the only person in the congregation who can do that. But if we were reading it in Hebrew, what you would discover is that all of the verbs that are found in Psalm 100 have that distinctive ending that says that they are plural verbs. They are you, you not an individual, but you the whole gathered people together. You, everyone to whom this might possibly be addressed, this command is for you. So when we he- read through Psalm 100 and it says, come, make a joyful noise, worship the Lord. It's not just an individual, but it's us together. All of you, make a joyful noise. All of you, come. All of you, worship. All of you know that the Lord is God. All of you know that he has made us. And we are his. We are his people and the sheep of of his pasture. The author of the psalm. Is reminding the children of God. That. That the stories of scripture. That they have learned from their youth. Continue to be true. And they draw them together. Not just to God. But to one another as well. It is their shared heritage. And their shared faith. And it's all built On those stories of God's love and God's faithfulness, and it reminds us of God's promise and God's provision. Everything that we have, everything that sustains us, is a gift from God. Contrary to what we might be tempted to believe, what sometimes the world out there wants us to believe, it is nothing that we have acquired for ourselves or by ourselves. That's why we can share it so openly with other people, why the open table exists. We can be abundant in our blessing of others because we know that we have received it all from God's generous hand. What we have and what we share is not ours. It is a gift from God. And that acknowledgement is the root of our faith. The reading from Deuteronomy this morning. Which Jacob did such an excellent job of reading. I, I Sorry Jacob. It was the longest of the readings. I'm sorry for that. Uh, but I think he grew into it. So maybe it's a good thing that he had the long one. The, the nerves went away about halfway through. You could tell. But in that reading that Jacob read for us this morning from Deuteronomy, there is this instruction to the children of God as to how they are going to celebrate God's faithfulness when they have been given the land that God had promised to their ancestors. The promised land was this culmination of God's great covenant with Abraham and Sarah and all of their subsequent generations that had followed them. Old and barren Abraham and Sarah felt that they were as good as dead, that nothing would come forth from their name, that they would be lost into the sands of history. But they are chosen by God to be an example of the goodness and the trustworthiness of the Lord. And God promises to Abraham and Sarah that they will indeed have offspring, children, and grandchildren, great grandchildren, and great great grandchildren, down through generations and generations, and that they will outnumber the stars that shine in the sky above, and the grains of the sea—pardon me—the grains of the sand that form upon the seashore. And God promises that they will have a land, a land that is rich and fertile, a land that flows with milk and honey. If they will do one thing, follow the Lord. For generations, those words were nothing but a promise. Those promises that God made to Abraham and Sarah. But in Deuteronomy chapter 26, the people have finally arrived. They now have a land. Generations and generations and generations after Abraham and Sarah had died and gone on to heaven, the people finally claim that promise, their inheritance of faith. And only one question is left. It is the key question in that reading that we heard from Deuteronomy chapter 26. God has been faithful to God's promises to the people. Will the descendants of Abraham now be faithful to God? It would be easy for the people to have forgotten God, wouldn't it? Because they've arrived. They're in the promised land. There's nothing else to look forward to. They have realized what they have been working for all these years. And indeed they have struggled throughout all these years to keep that memory before them. But now that they have arrived in the promised land where everything is good. Where all of the hardship has ended. It would be easy to lose sight of God. But in this act of worship. That is described in that. Uh, reading from Deuteronomy, Israel remembers. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. That's Abraham. Abraham, the wandering Aramean, and the story of his journey and the journey of his descendants all the way down through the history of their enslavement in Egypt and the exodus wandering down to the very day in which Jacob speaks the words. When they have lived in the land and experienced their good, its goodness, now they bring their offering to the Lord. And they lay it before the altar of their God. And they tell the story once more. The story of how they have arrived in that place. The story of the promise that was made to Abraham and Sarah. Who were old and barren and as good as dead. But remain alive in the memories of their people. Stories. Are important. Stories are the touchstones to our past. As we heard just this morning, the story of, of the McCrae's and their devotion to this church and to the propagation and the and the furtherance of the Christian faith continues with us uh, as, we, as, we give, as we award the uh, McCray scholarship each year. Each year, we are reminded of the story of their faithfulness. And the story not just of their faithfulness, but the faithfulness of all the generations who have been in this place, who have gone before us, and who worshipped God here, praised his holy name, taught us the faith as they shared their stories. As we come this more today and we gather around table with family and with friends. What is the story that you have been invited to tell? There will be lots of different stories. There will be catching up of what happened in a science lab. And what the hardest thing that I learned in history this year was. Or man I really hate that poem. 50 pages is not a poem. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a door prize for anybody who can identify the 50 page poem as we're leaving uh, this morning. As I have a 50 page poem in mind. When I was in English class in university, I said 50 pages is not a poem. I'm not even sure it rhymed. But we will tell those stories. We will tell stories of what we have experienced but as we do that, let us also remember to connect the stories of our daily lives into the stories of our faith. Because that is the example that Jacob sets for us in that story about the wandering Aramean that was his ancestor. He took the experiences of his people and the experience of their very day, of the blessings that God had given them as the, from the fruit of the land that God had prepared. And he wove it into the story of the faith of the people of God. Let us too then look this day for the opportunities to weave together the stories of blessing into the, into the everyday, the mundane. That we might never forget that God is no further away from us than any simple act that we enjoy each day. Let us then remember the goodness of God and celebrate everything with which we have been blessed and know that God continues to bless us beyond our imagining. Thanks be to God for his blessings this day and every day. Amen.